We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Mile High Huddle Podcast with your football priests, Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Remember, Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Mile High Huddle Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, as always, my fellow football priest, partner in crime, Zach Kelberman. Zach, dude, you know, we've usually uh, reserved these aftermath shows to kind of sift further through whatever happened on the previous game day but and we'll get to some of that stuff because there were some storylines that came out after our stream last night I want to get to but first things first Jim Harbaugh Jim Harbaugh Jim Harbaugh what have you heard a lot of different rumors that we should probably tie together for everybody uh, in one space here tonight on the podcast but what have you heard about the Broncos reaching out to Jim Harbaugh Yeah, I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire, especially in the NFL. And and in the last 24 hours, it's gotten pretty smoky around Dove Valley, Chad. Um, Adam Schefter reported that the Broncos will be ultra-aggressive in landing their next head coach. Ian Rappaport then reported the Broncos are doing their homework on Jim Harbaugh. And then finally, Pro Football Talk reported that the Broncos have reached out to Jim Harbaugh to let them know they are interested in talking to him about their head coaching vacancy. I haven't heard any, uh, you know, turndowns. I haven't heard that he's 100% coming back to Michigan. In fact, I heard uh, via The Athletic that if he were to receive a big offer, it's pretty much a guarantee that he is gone. It's It comes down to who is making that offer. Is it going to be the Broncos? Is it going to be the Colts uh, for whom Jim Harbaugh once played? Or maybe even the Carolina Panthers, now the dark horse in the race. But the Broncos are right there. They're willing to spend Everything that I've heard says that, and it uh, could be big game hunting in Mile High City. Man, I think I can get excited about the prospect of Jim Harbaugh as this team's head coach just because the hashtag that I continue to kind of rally around as it relates to fixing this mess in Denver is hashtag extreme competence, okay? And he's got his warts. There's some things about him people don't like, Jim Harbaugh, et cetera, et cetera, but that's something Zach he exudes uh, with gusto, extreme competence, and obviously his specialty as a former quarterback. It's on the offensive side, and it's not just about fixing Russ as far as the one-on-one influence that a Jim Harbaugh or a coach like him could have, but specifically to Harbaugh 
and this was something Thomas Hall, shout out to Tom, uh, wrote about today is what a revamped, resurrected, hard-nosed, you know, lunch pail running game could do to help in the uh, hastening of fixing Russ. Yeah, I, and that's all what it comes down to for the Broncos. They're tied to Russell Wilson for at least, at minimum, one more year. So why not hire a coach that can get the most out of him? And if again, if you like Jerry Rossberg on the sideline yesterday, and I certainly did, then you're going to love Jim Harbaugh, who's very much the same type of, I don't know about disciplinarian or authoritarian, but very hard-nosed and rigid in his way or the highway. But that's what the Broncos need, Chad. That's why they responded the way they did yesterday under Rosberg's watch. They need a kick in the ass that Nathaniel Hackett wasn't providing. One more note before I forget on the Harbaugh rumors. According to Albert Breer, the survival of Broncos GM George Payton will be directly tied to the team's head coaching search. And this is what Breer said. He goes, which is to say, if the owners need to bring in a certain GM to attract a coach, that's where things could get a little sketchy for George Payton, end quote. So it seems like if you want Jim Harbaugh, you're going to have to relinquish a record-setting contract, maybe like you know, $15, $16 million per year, and part ways with George Payton because Jim Harbaugh would likely have final say in personnel matters to be decided. You know, the, his fate hangs in the balance. We'll see on George Payton, but as it relates to, and then we're going to grab Sam Bam here, you know, the, the core, the, the similarities between like a, the energy, right. Of a Jim Harbaugh and Jerry Rossberg. To me, it's just that intensity and Harbaugh takes it to a whole other level. Right. I wouldn't necessarily view it as like, you know, disciplinarian per se that can, that can go over a lot easier when you're coaching young men fresh out of high school, right? In college, in the pros, it's that wild intensity. And that's something Harbaugh brings in spades. Sam Bam, bro, happy new year. Right back at you. Thanks for jumping in early with the super chat. He says, uh, happy new year to Chad, Zach, Scott, and all those associated with MHH. Hope 2023 is a blessed year for everyone. I'll be shocked. He says, if the next head coach isn't one of Sean Payton, Jim Harbaugh, Dan Quinn, or, Frank Wright, go Broncos, Zach. At this point, Chad, I'll be shocked if the head coach isn't Jim Harbaugh. Everything is aligning uh, to make that that marriage of reality, even Condoleezza Rice, who's part or part of the ownership group with the Broncos. She's actually good friends with Jim Harbaugh because of their Stanford uh, connection. So the stars are aligning, man. And at this point it would be like Dan Quinn or Frank Reich would be so deflating and so much of a uh, low expectation compared to potentially drawing in a Sean Payton or Jim Harbaugh. Uh, Rob, dude, what's going on, brother? Appreciate you. We're going to grab this super chat and then we're going to, announce the raffle winner for December uh, on the Super Chat Superstar yeah. competition. It's going to be dope. Rob, brother, appreciate it. He says, congrats on the fantasy championship, Zach. I wish I would have put up more of a fight. Hashtag talked myself out of the right choices. And then, Zach, then I'll let you uh, riff off that. Deanna, wow, thank you. Love you. You are the bomb.com. She says, happy New Year's. Uh, Chad, Zach, Scott, and Broncos country. Harbaugh has ties to Condoleezza Rice and owners i think they're targeting him for head coach we need an o-line hopefully the owners are taking that seriously hashtag mhh for life amen to that sister and i think with harbaugh in the fold if that happens if that's how it comes uh, to be o-line will not be overlooked yeah, double amen for sure, uh, Deanna, because the Broncos need to go all in on not just a head coach and a big game head coach like Harbaugh, but an offensive line. And while we're on the subject, what's 
we're starting to realize or maybe ponder what Harbaugh's staff could look like in Denver. One potential coordinator is the coordinator they already have on defense. That's Giro Evero. They go back because they know each other as well. So when we're talking about the possibility of landing a Jim Harbaugh and then keeping a Giro Evero as DC, it becomes very tantalizing, at least to me. Rob, about the fantasy championship, I would pump the brakes on that a little bit. I mean, I sweated our matchup for sure, but apparently – According to our commissioner, Boise man, it's a two-week final for the fantasy championship, which means I will have a matchup in week 18 unless he's trolling me, which I do not like, but we'll see what happens. I appreciate you know the, uh, the friendly competition. Good game. It was very close. It sounds like those who participated from the community in the MHH Fantasy League had a good time, so awesome to hear that. I wish I had. I wish I could have done it. Too much juggling right now. Maybe next year. Maybe next this year. next season I'll be yeah. able to uh, throw in. But, gang, here is your updated top five for the month of December on Super Chat on YouTube. Shout out and hats off to each and every one of these names at the top here. Uh, Mama Muti ended up finishing, Zach, top five. But I don't think we're really ever going to see her again now that her boy Natani uh, is collecting his paychecks elsewhere. But she's top five. Just outside was Michaela. So, I would say that really the top five includes Michaela because Mama Mutu, we saw her one day and then she kind of bounced for understandable reasons. But the uh, random drawing, all right, the raffle, the winner of the jersey, all right, and this name I'm about to announce, all you've got to do is shoot us an email, milehighhuddle at gmail.com with your shipping address and whatever Broncos jersey. Take a minute to peruse what's available. That's my one uh, caution to everybody is, we're just coming out of Christmas. Stocks are depleted. Things kind of get weird. So take a second and go peruse the Broncos team shop or NFL.com or whatever. Whatever is your preferred thing and make sure it looks like it's available so that you're not waiting. We had that snafu last month when Deanna uh, won for the month of November. So just keep that in mind. Uh, drum roll. And here it is. The winner of where to go. Where'd my where'd my. Uh... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. My banner go. Oh, there he is. The winner of December right here. Randomly selected. F.A. Congrats, big dog. Appreciate you. I don't know if he's in the chat, Scott, tonight, if you've seen him yet, but if not, Whenever uh, you hear this, F.A., or if it's on a different show and you hear about this, just make sure you shoot us that email, milehuddle at gmail, shipping address, jersey size, and what jersey, uh, Broncos jersey you actually want. Let us know. We'll get that ordered, get that shipped out to you. But thank you so much for your support. 
and to everyone who finished in the top five and to anyone who gave a single nickel and super chat or stars on Facebook to MHH last month from the bottom of our hearts. We thank you. Seriously. It's it's we're always trying to think of ways to give back to the people who are supporting us. So uh, this is a, a, a step toward that, Zach, but we're not done. We're coming up with some cool ideas that we're going to unveil as uh, giveaways and thank yous and fun stuff for 2023. Always, because like you said, Chad, we want to always give back to our community and our, our fans and our listeners because we have the best fan base in the entire world. And we're definitely so grateful to provide you, hopefully with as much pleasure as you provide us. But FA, congratulations. We hope you're pumped like we are. And by the way, Deanna, yours should be coming, I would guess, uh, anytime soon because we put that order in whatever it was right before. Whoops. Right before. uh Christmas or something. I don't know. But let us know if when you receive that. We want that selfie. We'll put it up on Instagram. We'll give you a big flex, um, etc. And the same goes to anyone when you buy a piece of merch, anything like that. We love it when you send us a uh, selfie because we'll, we'll put it out there and give you some love on social media. So back to the chat, Zach, on the conversation. Garth Knight, gentlemen. And by the way, thank you, Garth. He says, I'm ringing the bell for Jim Harbaugh, but I need Jerry Rosberg in my life. Can I get a Rosberg wake-up speech from Alexa? <laughs> I know, dude. There's something about him. And, Zach, that's why the team just kind of – I mean, unfortunately, the end result was all too similar. It was an L. But you could tell that the Broncos were playing with a little more juice, a little more want to, tenacity, intensity, grit. Um, and that's a reflection of Jerry. But he's old, man, and it's hard to, to maintain that. Because you got to be the lead dog when you're the head coach to set the tone for that intensity. And a guy at 67, it's hard to maintain that. But maybe it, in his case, Zach, that might just be stand, standard operating procedure. Yeah, I mean, to me, if I'm George Payton or Greg Penner, the Broncos higher ups, I'm going to say to Jerry Rosberg, you have a position on staff if you want it next year. If, if Special teams coordinator, special advisor, whatever. He is an asset to have on your coaching staff. I love what he said today and after the game yesterday. Today, he said, I'm not here to please everyone. He really gives no you-know-whats on his way out the door, possibly back into retirement. And he also was talking, and I believe he wrote the story about it, Chad, about Albert O seeing some playing time after being an active and healthy scratch for so many weeks. He basically took a shot at Nathaniel Hackett by saying, I don't understand why he wasn't active because he's so talented. He's big, he's fast, he's strong, he's physical, he's hard to cover. I wanted to see what he can do, and I was in Albert's ear all week. You wonder if the Broncos from the jump this year, Chad, had a coach that had that much wherewithal, where'd they be right now? Yeah, it's the it's so much of it is just even the obvious. It's not that yeah. it's not that Albert O is X amount greater than Greg Dulcich. It's that why not both? Why did he end up in the doghouse? Was it simply his inability uh, to block? If so, Dulcich wasn't much better, if at all. I mean, I don't pretend to be, Zach, a tight end blocking expert when it comes to measuring guys uh, against each other. But I keep thinking about a coach that has the, the uh, wherewithal and the vision to say, why not use both and deploy them in the, in the passing game and the running game? Jacob Foster, the silent one, bro. Love you, big dog. Appreciate you. Good to see you uh, tonight. Hope you're doing well. And Happy New Year, by the way. Uh, Taylor in the house. What's up, big dog? By the way, Taylor, I was trying to find you last night to tag you on Twitter as a thank you like we do every night after each show, tagging uh, the Super Chat superstars and Facebook supporters, but couldn't find you. So if you're on Twitter, connect with us. Make sure you follow. If you're already following, do a, one of these in our mentions because uh, a lot of times the name is different on YouTube than it is on Twitter. We can't connect the dots. So make sure you take care of that. He says, your opinion, on, uh, your opinion, 
Who in the wide re- uh, wide receiver room, Zach, do you think is safe next year? Um, you you figure because of his contract, Cortland Sutton would be safe, but he's not um, lived up to expectations. And maybe if the Broncos want to dump some salary, uh, they move on from him. I think Jerry Judy is pretty safe because he's in the midst of a breakout season, despite it coming in a disaster of a year. But if there's one true receiver who's safe, that's the guy who didn't play all season. That's Tim Patrick because he's under contract at a, at a really reasonable rate, and he's also arguably the most dependable receiver you have. I hope he comes back at full strength after that knee injury, but it's fair to pencil in TP atop the depth chart in 2023. Bill, what's up, big dog? Good to see you on Facebook. Appreciate you, my brother. And he's congratulating F.A. And, guys, we're going to be getting back into the swing right away in uh, in the month of January, figuring out how to make things fun and exciting for everybody on Facebook, too, as far as contests. We are going to be doing that. So don't feel left out. I know it's probably impossible to not feel that way right now, but the reason why we haven't been able to track uh, stars and stuff on Facebook is their analytics reporting changed out of the blue. And Facebook is uh, at a size where, guess what, if you have an issue, you have a problem, you have a question – you're not going to talk to a human being. There's, It's like impossible to try and talk to a human being. Whereas with YouTube, we're fortunate enough because of our channel size and what we do that we actually have a direct contact at YouTube. If we ever have any problems, it's we can get it fixed. So we're trying to rectify that for Facebook, and we will here very, very soon. So much love to you, Phil, and all of our great Facebook members. We love you. Thank you, Phil. Happy New Year. Also, real quick, uh, Thursday night, make sure you tune in. We're going to have a very, very special unveiling for the first time ever. You guys have heard us hint at it, talk about it, and tell people, ah, you're on the um, MHH Superstar, Mount Rushmore, etc. Everyone knows the names, but on Thursday, we are going to unveil the official 2022 MHH Super Chat Superstar, Mount Rushmore, and it's going to be dope. <clears throat> you're not going to want to miss that. Uh, we're looking forward to that. And then also, one last thing before I forget. All right. Sorry to derail this uh, matters of business and whatnot, but I forgot to mention this again. If you are in the top five and I'll, I'll say your name right now, last month, uh, if your name is not F.A. and your name is Deanna, DWI guys, Naj or Michaela, shoot us an email because as a uh, as a consolation, so to speak, for finishing top five, we're going to send you a little thank you package, MHH uh, merch. Thank you. So make sure you send us that email Michaela I think I've got you but everyone else I'm, I'm going to need you to shoot me your physical uh, address your shipping address and a t-shirt size just in case okay Zach the hype train is following now uh, Jim Harbaugh for good reason a lot of news coming out on that subject today is there anyone else you think the Broncos need to really take a, a hard look at and has Sean Payton by virtue of what's happening now with Harbaugh and by virtue of what it would really cost the Broncos to get him from New Orleans, is he still high on your list? Of course. I mean, I, I know the compensation is going to be pretty costly and the Broncos might have, you know, uh, it might be gun shy after the Russell Wilson trade, but he's still one of the brightest offensive minds of this generation. And he's a type of natural leader the Broncos need. So yeah, he's definitely one a, but Jim Harbaugh, who I discounted a few weeks ago is now the clear one B and he, and he might soon be the favorite. 
And like you mentioned, you don't have to give up uh, draft compensation to acquire his rights. He's available as long as you pay him enough money and he, accept, he, he accepts the job offer. He's yours. And he's still a bright mind. He's still a, the leader they need. He still would provide the Broncos with that spark and hold the players accountable. So aside from Peyton and Harbaugh, it, it really falls off a cliff after that, Chad, when you are faced with the prospect of such a bright offensive mind or a natural leader, then you maybe settle for a retread like a Dan Quinn or a Frank Reich. One's a sexy move and one is not so sexy. If this were a normal hiring cycle, I could actually still get very excited about a Frank Reich. I, he would be like very much near the top of my list. And I know he flamed out in Indy, but you think back, Zach, to the impact he had on that Philadelphia offense, the stewardship he had over uh, Carson Wentz and then Nick Foles and then going the distance, and then he gets the job in Indy and Andrew Luck says goodbye. A lot of bad luck and turnover at the quarterback position ultimately doomed him. I like what he could do offensively and uh, from a discipline, just a team that has their you-know-what together. I like the idea of Frank Reich, but in when you put him on a list – with Jim Harbaugh, Sean Payton, right. and even Dan Quinn uh, up there on the same level, I would say, as a Frank Reich. I would actually maybe be more interested in Frank Reich than Dan Quinn. Uh, it, he loses his luster, does Reich, just a little bit. Patriot Tax Pro, appreciate you, big dog. He says, exciting news. If we are close to landing Jim Harbaugh, he brings the attitude this team needs, but do you see him cutting a lot of fat off this roster? How many current players do you think Harbaugh casts off? I don't know. It's hard to say, to be honest with you. Um to fully answer that question, we got to look at, we got to go in and do a quick study on the salary cap, do a quick study on uh, who's on IR, who's not. And as you know, that's a laundry list, right? The number of players that are hurt that spent this good chunk, if not all of the season on injured reserve, that factors in. But I think really, um, Zach, maybe the best way to rephrase this is, do you see any cap casualties, like obvious cap casualties heading into 2023? I'm probably missing a few off the top of my head, but Ronald Darby, I don't know why he's the first one that comes to mind. I'm not totally sure exactly how much the Broncos would save, but Damari Mathis to me is more than ready to fill in as the long-term number two opposite Patrick Sertan. Um, outright cutting, it's not going to happen for Simmons, and he has a career-high six picks now. Garrett Bowles is one of your few mainstays on the offensive line, so I don't think you really cut him. Who else really is there that you can trim the fat from the the wide receiver room with someone like KJ Hamler? I'm struggling to think of names right now that are under contract, Chad. Well, I'll throw I'll throw. Um, let me blow this up a little bit. See how I can do this. There we go. That looks good. Let me do a quick share screen, and we'll do some scratch and sniff uh, tonight on the Mile High Huddle podcast. Over the cap is what I like to use for anything cap oriented. All right. So here is your. Uh, 2023 salary cap as it currently stands. Total cap liabilities, as you can see up here, 220 million. Uh, team cap space as of right now, 17 and a half million. So your biggest liabilities, and by liability, I just simply mean your biggest uh, salaries. Okay, are Garrett Bowles, Simmons, Russ, Darby, Glasgow. Glasgow's set to earn 9.4 million, Zach, but there's bye no bye. way on God's green earth. Uh, he's going to make that. Even if they kept him, it would be like at a barely over veteran minimum type situation because he was a modest upgrade, I would say, Zach, over Lloyd Cushenberry at center, but still too many warts. 
I mean, if you notice when the Broncos interior line gets blown up, Chad, I I beg of you or anyone else, if you haven't seen another replay of the Broncos game, go on YouTube after the podcast, go on the NFL, uh, the NFL official YouTube channel and look at the highlights from the game. Almost every Broncos offensive highlight when Russell Wilson wasn't making a decently nice pass, he was facing pressure almost immediately from every angle up the middle, from the left, from the right. And when the pressure gets to him and when the line breaks down more likely than not Graham Glasgow's involved he might be a slight upgrade on Cushionberry but that's only because Cushionberry was so bad Glasgow is almost right there as being as bad um we look here too uh Chase Edmonds that Scott's bringing up I'm trying to find him on the on the cap here oh 5.6 million he's set to earn look at this right here no way uh, that's going to happen so he'll either be cut or contract restructure so i would say to to answer the question from for, on my part here i would say the obvious potential cap casualties darby i agree with zach rises to the very very tippity top okay and do you continue paying top dollar for both tim patrick and Cortland sutton when you have jerry judy kind of emerging more as perhaps your bona fide number one you're gonna have to make a fifth year decision on him this spring uh, and then KJ, I'm I'm like going, uh, I don't know if this dude's ever going to work out. He's so injury prone. But yeah. still, do you continue paying top dollars, Zach, for Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick when Jerry Judy's fixing to get a significant uh, salary increase on the fifth year? Now, that wouldn't be till 2025, but still the point remains. Maybe I'm just a KJ Hamler fan, but I'd like to see him get, get one more chance in return. He's only making, uh, you know, minuscule money. And if he's healthy, he can be that deep threat. One guy that's a dark horse to me, Chad. And if you can go to post June 1st in the cap savings is Brandon McManus. And I know it might not be a popular refrain in Broncos country. He's the last link back to SB 50, but he is way too unreliable in my book to be making top, top five, top eight kicker money. So I would look to him. I mean, if you could save 3.75 against the salary cap, I'd probably do that. Honestly. Yeah. So if you, to understand these metrics gang, if the Broncos were to cut Brandon McManus and designate him a post June 1st cut, it would come with 1.2 million in dead money, as you can see right here, but it would also save the team nearly $4 million on the cap. So that's what, that's what Zach's trying to illustrate. I mean, there's so many players like Mike Purcell, for example. He's, a, I, I guess, a good defensive teammate, but for $3.5 million, pure nose tackles and run stuffers are dime a dozen, especially when you're paying DJ Jones top dollar. You have to maybe re-sign Draymond Jones. There are a lot of uh, pieces of dead dead weight or fat, whatever you want to put it, that Harbaugh could um, could chop. One player I see in the comments that's not going to be chopped is Dalton Reisner, only because he is going to be an unrestricted free agent in March after next week, and he's not going to play, by the way, because of an elbow. He will be no longer under contract with the Broncos, to which I say, hallelujah. Look at this. Zach, Jacob Martin setting to make $4.2 million. Bye-bye. Hit the bricks, homie. Um, catch That's on the, the problem with picking up a player in a trade, you assume his salary. Yeah, that won't hit the 2023 books. I can promise you. Um, I've been wrong before. Football gods only know this, uh, to be true, but I can't see that one, uh, sticking to the 2023 salary cap. But, uh, all right, let's get back to the chat. Okay. See what, see what's on y'all's mind here. Dave from Georgia, a bona fide super chat superstar. And he is on our Mount Rushmore. Been with us a long time. 
Good to see you, big dog. He says, as long as the defensive coaching staff stays, I guess I could live with Jim Harbaugh. I would assume if it's Harbaugh, Jerry Rossberg will probably return. Happy New Year, y'all. Hashtag Broncos country right back at you. I, I don't know. I think uh, Rossberg has enough, Zach, of a reputation around the league, and obviously he's so close with the Harbaugh family that if he wanted to stay on and be, let's say, special teams coordinator and assistant head coach or assistant to the head coach or whatever, however they dole out those titles, uh, it's probably something Harbaugh would be very open to if Jerry Rossberg wanted to continue the grind of being a special teams coordinator in the NFL. For what it's worth, he didn't leave his post doing that in Baltimore with his best friend John Harbaugh because he was fired. You know, he was like, eh, time to time to step away or whatever. And George Payton got him on the phone, called him up and was like, please come help us with our first year rookie head coach that is botching the game management. Can you help us? And he said, yeah, you know, put out his price and he said, yeah. And then it just turned out, Zach, that they had to turn to him for more when that very head coach had to be shown the door. I'm going to just call him the quicker picker upper Jerry Rossberg because he's cleaned up every mess the Broncos or most of the messes the Broncos have made. And George Payton owes Jerry Rossberg uh, multiple thank yous for the service he's done this year. Again, like you said, he's older. He was already in retirement, dabbling with things off the field. You don't know if he wants to come back and be a slave to the NFL grind. But if I'm George Payton, Greg Penner, anyone calling the shots, if he wants to come back, he has a spot on my staff any day, even as an advisor to the special teams coordinator. Some, you know, random title like that, just having him in the building can be a major asset. I'm not sure exactly uh, what Garth is referring to here. He says, fellas, did Jerry Judy take a shot at Wilson when he said he wasn't happy with how the second part of the fourth and two went at the end of the game, first being the missed call? Um, I don't remember him. I'm, I just did a quick scan of the quotes we got after the game. I, this wasn't directly addressed. Maybe it was on Twitter or maybe it was well, – they've been doing this lately, certain things that are said exactly. post-game. They're not making it into our uh, transcripts. But what do you know about this, Zach? Yeah, I mean, I didn't see it in the uh, the quotes that we were sent, and I didn't hear um, on Twitter anyone talking about what Jerry Judy said. It would be surprising if Judy backtracked on the support he just gave Russell Wilson publicly to take a shot at him, but if anything, it's, it's just frustration from another loss and another losing effort against Kansas City. I mean, he was asked, for what it's worth, how dangerous is Russ when he uses his legs and how dangerous is the offense when you have that element? Judy, quote, it brings a lot to the offense when you have a mobile quarterback who knows how to run uh, and pass. Having a quarterback like Russ who knows how to run can cause big plays when you need uh, him to run helps a lot with the offense. So still complimentary of Russ. He meant Rossberg, Garth. He said he meant Jerry Rossberg, oh. not Jerry Judy. We're, we're only used to having one Jerry to talk about when I it comes see. to the Broncos. That's true. Uh, let me, well, let me pull it up because he's quite uh, effusive with his words. He's not, you know, he's got a flair for the vernacular. Like he stands up there and, and drops an eight paragraph statement before he even takes his first question. So uh, there's a lot that, that gets lost in the shuffle there. 
Yeah, uh, Scott put in the side chat. He's always coming through for us, the producer extraordinaire. Apparently, Rosberg and what Garth is referring to was the offsides, what should have been, and the roughing the passer, what should have been two blown calls or non-calls against the Broncos. I don't blame him. He used the word unfortunate. That was the word of the presser from Jerry Rosberg. He said it was highly unfortunate, and yeah. he left it at that. But what I like about Rosberg, he subscribes to the same line of thinking I have. You don't blame the refs for a loss. Good teams can even overcome bad refereeing. It wasn't offsides for what it's worth. I, re- I mean, the, that DN jumped, but he didn't cross the line of scrimmage. He didn't, um, he didn't quite get him. But that was roughing. That should have been an extended drive. If the roles were reversed and it was Patrick Mahomes gratuitously getting uh, body slammed into the earth, I bet dollars to donuts, Zach, a, a yellow piece of laundry would be flying onto the field. It would have been on Guantanamo. If that was Brady or Mahomes getting body slammed and, and wrecked like that, I mean, they'd be in football prison. But again, when you're a bad team and you're playing bad quarterback, you're not going to get those calls. It's the way it goes in the NFL. David, I've got a question for you, and I just want you to answer one or two in the chat, okay? Is it McElrath or McIlrath? One is McElrath, two is McIlrath, all right? Appreciate your super chat. Um, He says, and it's a very generous one, by the way. He says, Jim Harbaugh is my choice. Happy New Year, Broncos country, Chad, Zach, and Deacon Scott. Yeah, brother, appreciate that. Let us know. Uh, We try to pride ourselves on doing the best we can to get names right when we're speaking them here on the show. So appreciate you, David. Happy New Year, David. Glassman, another big dog. What's up, bro? He says, I'm done with stars. Go Broncos. Love you guys. And Dave, you're, uh, I don't know that your record will ever be broken. How, how, 100 plus weeks? Was it 100 weeks, right? You got to 100 weeks, consists like literally in a row of throwing down stars. So, dude, you're on the Mount Rushmore. You know this. We love you right back, my brother. And now that the season is winding down and we're going to start getting into the offseason, I would like to tell you that it slows down for us. Not so much. It slows down in the sense, Zach, that we're not slaves to a specific news cycle every week that has a rhythm. Because with what we do, you have the preview stuff that has to go up before the game. And then you have the post-game stuff that has to go up after the game. And I'm not just talking about the podcast, too. I'm talking about the articles and everything. And in the offseason, you're still chasing the news, right? But it's a little bit more hit and miss on when that is. So you can have little windows to do some fun things. And one of those that I'm trying to get out here in a very uh, long-winded way, Dave, is resuscitating Broncos Book Club. It's coming back, but it's going to be on YouTube, and it's going to be for members only. We'll be rolling that out here in the first quarter of 2023, Big Dog. Gar says, no joke, I'm thinking Jerry Rosberg might get offers from other teams to do anything he wants to do. Well, I I mean, I don't want to get too carried away here. You know, he presided over a 27-24 loss, but I love what I've seen so far from Jerry. And really quickly, another shout out to Dave Glassman. I want to call him Dave Cal Ripken Glassman because he had a 93 week streak in which he was supportive of the show. So Dave, we definitely appreciate you always and forever. Um, Garth, it kind of reminds me to a lesser extent, maybe of the rich Basaccia um, ordeal that went on in Vegas last year. He took over as the interim. He was on special teams and he was such a true leader of men that He was being banded about as a head coaching candidate. Ultimately, he went to Green Bay to run the special teams there. But Jerry, you know, I I didn't know much about the Broncos, but 
He's come out of nowhere and really impressed me. You either have it or you don't. You're either a leader or you or you're not. It's not something you can learn, buy, attain, and that's what he was born with that ability. And I definitely appreciate it. No, I mean, as so often is the case in what we do, when the Broncos acquire a new player or draft somebody or hire a coach or whatever. Uh, not in every case, obviously you begin to develop what we call an institutional knowledge of what you're covering. But in many cases, you know, what we learn about the guy is the base research we have to do in order to report who they just hired or who they just brought in. And that was the case with Jerry Rosberg, Zach. I'm not going to lie. When, when they brought him in, it was like, who's this guy. All right, let me go learn up on this cat. Okay. All right. Didn't know much about him. So now I'm feeling like what we do know, it's, uh, it's been very impressive. And he seems like a really good influence on the Broncos. So if it is indeed a Jim Harbaugh that gets hired, look, you got arguably two of your three coordinator positions you could fill right off the cuff already waiting if Jerry Rosberg wants to continue coaching. I mean, I'm thinking in my head already potential combinations, maybe, and just entertain this really quickly. Jim Harbaugh at head coach, David Shaw or Greg Roman, both of whom have ties to Harbaugh as OC, Ajiro Evero as DC, and maybe Jerry Rosberg as special teams coordinator. That is an all-star staff right there, Chad. Yes, it is. I want to bring this up from Albert, another one of our Mount Rushmore community members. Love you, big dog. Give our best, <clears throat> pardon me, to the missus. He's bringing up... Uh, that the rookie Denver Broncos rookie defensive lineman Matt Henningsen received some accolades. What accolades did he uh, receive? Uh oh, I'm seeing a little bit of a delay. Did I just glitch? I'm doing these share screens and it sometimes glitches for me. Anyway, real quick, what he received, uh, Henningsen, football outsiders each and every year. They're like a pro football focus, they're one of the two kind of big media analytics um, publications on the internet. And I would say one, is pro football focus in terms of how it's cited and how it's viewed than football outsiders. And there are others, but those are the top two. So each year, football outsiders, PFF does this too, releases their all-rookie team. Ejiro Evero was put on it for defensive coordinator because he is a first-year coordinator. And then Matt Henningsen made it as a uh, defensive lineman. But I'm going to quote here uh, from Bob. Uh, Bob Morris had the article for us writing this up. Quote, that brings us to the Broncos player who made the all-rookie team, defensive lineman Matt Henningsen. Though Man uh, Henningsen wasn't an impact player per se, he was solid in a year that didn't see a lot of quality rookie defensive linemen across the NFL. So that's, uh, Zach, a big reason why Henningsen ended up getting some love. But I don't want to take anything away from him. Not a lot of splash stuff that you're writing home about, Zach, from what we've seen from Henningsen, but a lunch pail guy that gets in there uh, does his job and is consistent in that respect. He's one of those players that doesn't really show up in the box score. So if you're a box score watcher, you're not going to really care about Matt Henningsen. But if you watch him play, he's really good at the point of attack. He's really good against the run. And in preseason, Chad, he was actually flashing some pass rushing chops as well. But the Broncos really need a defensive lineman to step up in that room, uh, not named Draymond Jones and not named DJ Jones because the cupboards bear um, behind them. And I rewatched the game yesterday. I was ignorant to something I said in the gut reaction that the Broncos collapsed the pocket. Not true. Patrick Mahomes had way, way too much time to survey the field. That has to change in 2023. Adam Kern, thank you, big dog, for the super chat. He says, did y'all see the report about some Bronco players being upset with Jerry Rosberg's more intense practices last week? He says, I think it was 104.3 The Fan. Um, no, 
I didn't see anything about Broncos players complaining, but it wouldn't surprise me, you know, when you've had it uh, kind of easy. I mean, these guys were being rested in the preseason. They were even being rested in training camp, some of them, the veterans and whatnot. Uh, all of a sudden that changes on a dime. I, I can uh, – I wouldn't be shocked, Zach, if certain veterans were to kind of cry to a few media sources. But I hadn't heard anything – Sounds like you did, Adam. Sounds like there was a 104.3, either a radio segment or an article or something. When you said players that are crying to uh, to the fan, why did Brandon McManus's name come to mind immediately? <laughs> but Adam, you lost me when you mentioned the fan because I don't want to trash them on here. I mean, they're just they're known to uh, try to get their clicks, and it's a little sensationalist for me. But Jerry Rosberg actually addressed this today in his press conference, and he says he didn't hear about that. And regardless, even if they were upset about it, too freaking bad. They've been in Club Med the entire year under Hackett. They needed a more rigid approach, a more strenuous approach, a kick in the behind, and they got it. And guess what, Chad? They responded by putting up a pretty good fight in a losing effort at Kansas City. Yeah, I just loved seeing his uh, intensity and his care and his want to, like battling with the refs over every little call. Those things add up, dude. I'm telling you right now. The guys that are the Fangios, that are stoic. The guys like Hackett that are just uh, kind of in the background. Um, they don't get as many calls going their way because they're not working the refs. And I'm, I'm not saying that necessarily purely as a tactic. Like it gives, like you go into it, be, doing it that way because you're trying to give yourself a competitive advantage. But Zach, it does work i'm telling you when you are constantly grinding the refs because they missed this call or they got this call wrong and it's intense like that and it's consistent throughout a game eventually through a psychological process and influence all of a sudden ticky tack well oh well i'm gonna throw this flag and call it because this dude's been grinding me i need to give him something it happens and i just like seeing that purely that alone from jerry rossberg and then i want to grab this from leroy yeah, really quickly, Chad, tell me top of mind how many times you saw Nathaniel Hackett blow up at the refereeing or the officiating. I can't think of one time when the Broncos had a bad call. He was standing there looking just as perplexed as when a good play happened. But yesterday uh, in Rossberg's debut as interim, I saw him screaming and hollering and flagging down the closest ref to him. They needed that. And I love what... Really quickly, what Jonathan Peterson says here, a four-win team does not get to complain. I could not agree more with you, Jonathan. Yeah. Uh, Leroy says, a name that comes to mind that I will at least interview and see how it goes. What do you guys think about Brian Flores? Just a thought, but not my first pick. I want Jim Harbaugh. Flores included the Broncos in a lawsuit, okay, uh, in the named the Broncos. Uh, I'm trying to remember the exact uh, providence here, Zach, of uh, his lawsuit, but he did – utilize that interview he got with the Broncos, <clears throat> pardon me, uh, to drag John Elway and Joe Ellis through the mud, basically uh, basically saying that they were racists. They only brought him in because they were trying to satisfy the, the Rooney rule, et cetera, et cetera. And of course, Elway and, and, and Ellis came out and said, no, we interviewed him with full faith of uh, and goodwill uh, of any candidate we were looking at that year. Um, so his name is kind of mud right now around the NFL, but specifically in Denver is one of the teams he raked through the mud. It's crazy that he has a job. I think he's a, a defensive assistant under Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh, but be, it'll be beyond the lawsuit, Chad. I don't think he's good for the culture of the Broncos. What's left of it anyway. He's very, very 
I don't know the word stoic and just curmudgeity. He reminds me of like Vic Fangio on steroids, but 20 years younger. You don't need someone like that. You need a little more energy in the building. And it's no surprise that he left Miami. Someone like Mike McDaniel comes into Miami, has Chua Tagovailoa playing like an MVP quarterback. And until recently, until recently, the Bron- uh, the Broncos, the Dolphins in the playoff race. So that's a big hell no on Brian Flores. Yeah, he was uh, an, an intriguing young coach, um, but you have to worry about all kinds of now, you know, different liabilities if you were to bring him in um, as any coach, whether he's an assistant like he is right now in Pittsburgh or whatever. I'm, I agree. I'm surprised. But also that's credit to the NFL, right? Like it would have been and to Mike Tomlin. It would have been easy to try and say, oh, he's suing us. He's suing the NFL. He's suing different teams within the NFL. Uh, let's stiff arm this dude and and keep him out of the league. But the Pittsburgh Steelers always been kind of front of the line when it comes to that stuff. Um, give him, I give him a lot of credit for that in terms of championing um, some of the – I mean, the Rooney rule itself, right? Zach came from uh, the Steelers as an organization and their former owner, or I should say the departed owner, the OG Rooney. So anyway um, – all right, let's get. We're about forty-two minutes in. We got a little bit more time. Uh, Kevin Peterson is in the house throwing down a super chat. Good to see you, brother. Been with us a long time. It has been a minute. He says I. He says, "What's up, fellas? Been busy as heck. Finally, a live pod. Great to see you. Congratulations, by the way. I'm friends with Kevin on Facebook, um, and so I get to see some of his status updates and whatnot. Congrats on uh, your new baby. Very, very cute. Beautiful young family. Good to see you, Kevin. Happy New Year, big dog. Um, Okay, I'm trying to think news cycle-wise, Zach, if there's anything we haven't gotten. I do want to talk a little bit more about what the athletic guy said, Bruce Feldman, who said, quote, I think it's a done deal that if uh, Jim Harbaugh gets an offer from the NFL, he's gone. Now, he's not saying that a, a deal with the Broncos is a done deal. He's saying that Jim Harbaugh is ready to jump ship from Michigan. How much weight do you put into that report? I, I was told, I mean, people on Twitter have been saying um, that this happens every year with Jim Harbaugh. And I bring that up because you and I both haven't covered Jim Harbaugh at an extensive level. We know who he is. We know the basic. We do the research, but we don't really know the ins and outs of Jim Harbaugh. And apparently he dabbles with the NFL interest and in, uh, whether he should stay at Michigan every year. So we got to take these reports for what they are, and that's just speculation right now. He did interview last year with the Vikings, but he did not receive, from what I read, a formal offer. That's why he stayed at Michigan and signed a five-year contract. But if it comes down to money, I mean, what? who better than the Broncos? If you're Jim Ursay, for example, he's worth $3.9 billion. Rob Walton's worth close to, uh, I think it was $60 billion, 59.6, something like that. So he dwarfs Jim Ursay's net worth. And if it comes down to money, the Broncos will not be outbid. Scott's going to run that comment from Jerry Rosberg uh, when he was asked about the intensity of practice, et cetera, et cetera. Well, with regard to the first part of your question and the, the reports, well, I don't know where those reports are coming from. I don't know who they're talking to. I don't know the veracity of those reports, so I'm not going to comment on that. But I didn't hear anything from the players. They were they went out there, and I thought we had a really good practice on Wednesday. It's a really tough practice to have. And then Thursday, we went out there in pads. I didn't hear a word about it, and I thought we did well with it. We got everything we wanted to get out of that practice. I wanted to see this team in pads, and we got that done. <clears throat> so whatever the reports are, the reports are, I would say. 
So the veracity, what does veracity mean? The truth of, right? So he's saying, I don't know that I, I would question the veracity of those reports. No players came to me in complaint. Um, and, you know, at the same time, Zach, if there were peop- if there were players grumbling, it's unlikely they would go to Jerry Rossberg. There's two games left. They put their head down. They complain to their agent. Their agent complains or, you know, passes that along to a media source, and then it's out there. Uh, Randy. If we're all in on, uh, by the way, love you, big dog. Thank you for the stars up in Alaska. He says, if we're all in on Jim Harbaugh, are we in violation of the Rooney rule? Yeah, you would have to interview uh, a at least one minority candidate, no matter what. Um, but it, one thing you got to understand, Randy, I don't think this is a case where the Broncos are only going after Jim Harbaugh and they're going to disregard any and all other comers no no no. they'll sit down with a few people even if he is right now on the top of their list they can satisfy that Rooney rule in five seconds by interviewing a Giro Evero which they will which they said they would and uh, that'll be that but according to Mike Kliss the interviews will start the week of January 9th so one week from today lasting through next week I think they're going to have their first round of interviews and if it's that soon Chad a day after the season finale you have to wonder if they already have their guy lined up yeah. Um, is Evero going to take that interview, though? We got Kevin. Not? Much love to Big Kev. Is he going to? I don't know. I'm starting to doubt it a little bit now. Uh, I know his the explanation, Zach, we received on why he turned down the interim offer because the Broncos did offer it to him first, and then after he declined, it went to Jerry Rossberg. Uh, it's funny how some things happen for a reason. You know, things turn out the way they're supposed to turn out, but – The uh, reason for that denial of the job was purportedly just his loyalty, solidarity to Nathaniel Hackett. And because they do go back all the way to college, like they're they're like family uh, as far as their friendship and intimacy, the level of their connection. So to him, it would have been uh, betrayal to then step in and be the interim. If you buy that, Zach, and I do buy it to a certain extent. But also, I wonder if he's pissed off at the Broncos because let's remember, Nathaniel Hackett, if you're in that room and you're being given your first opportunity as a coordinator by this guy and you're grinding and your boss that brought you in and did all this and you go way back with him all the way to college, Jack, uh, he is one of just two coaches in the last 40 years to be fired within the first year, not after the first year, while the first season is still ongoing. Nathaniel Hackett uh, is on that list. I could see how they would. Oh, that's not un, that's unfair, or they did him dirty, <clears throat> or you know he deserved at least another year. Whatever, I could see him going. I don't want anything to do with the Denver Broncos after 2022. He doesn't strike me as being overly petty, but you never know with people that very well could happen. But it would look like a case of sour grapes, wouldn't it? It wouldn't look good for his NFL resume if he's turning down interviews because he's jaded over the. Uh, previous head coach being fired. I think if anything, Chad, it'd be good practice for him to have a head coaching interview to apply for the future. So if I had to guess, I think he would take it. Um, just a thought, just a thought. I, I wonder because it's not often, <clears throat> especially a young up and coming coach who all of a sudden during the season, Zach was being floated out of the blue as a first time coordinator, as a potential candidate in this coming head coaching cycle and you're, be, you're being uh, given the opportunity to ply your wares and, and intensify that clout that you have as a potential head coach candidate and show the league what kind of uh, organizational leadership skills you would have as a potential head coach. To turn that down 
is conspicuous. And it could just simply be, Zach, that the whole solidarity thing with Hackett, that could be the only explanation. But um, there could be just that other aspect of the Hackett solidarity and being that, hey, that's my bro. You did him dirty. I, I don't want anything to do with the Broncos if I have my way. Even though they own his rights, he might not be the happiest camper. And then we'll grab uh, dinner wolves here. Yeah, that's what I was looking over. Um, I have my uh, my other screen on the uh, what's the going on Bengals game. Apparently, Demar Hamlin, the Bills' safety, needed to be have CPR uh, administered to him on the field after a big hit. An ambulance came and uh, took him away. So prayers up for Demar Hamlin. Hope he's okay. Definitely a scary situation. Oh man, it was a big hit that led to it. Yeah, I didn't see it, but that's what I've been. Uh, that's what people I'm, are saying. I'm, so. I'm looking at it right now. Actually, I just saw it from um, David Chow. Let me see this. Let me see this. Hopefully there's some indication that he's okay. A thumbs up or... Oh, he just passed out. What the heck? Hold on. I I would flash this, guys, but I can't without our stream being dinged by the social media giants. We can't show clips. Uh, He makes the tackle. He kind of got popped on the chin, stands up, and then gets woozy and just drops. Dang it. That sucks, man. That sucks. Uh, Prayers up. Prayers up for him. Um, Zach, let's, uh, with that, it's, we're at 50 minutes. I think we've kind of gotten to everything we want to get to. Let's maybe sign off for tonight. Yeah. I'm seeing the replay now and that's, it's, it's shades of Kevin Everett. If you remember him, Chad. So I hope not in that case, I hope DeMar Hamlin will be okay. Definitely thoughts and prayers up for him and, uh, everyone close to him. But that was the mile high huddle podcast. If you're not following us on Twitter, be sure to follow us at the MHH pod, the main account at mile high huddle. Chad at Chad and Jensen, myself at Kelberman NFL, and Scott. Let me just jump in real quick. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, according to Dr. David Chow, um, a.k.a. at Pro Football Doc, the concern for is for the person, not the game, obviously. Hope Hamlin is okay. Reaction seemed like a heart issue from the chest contusion. Other than a hospital, no better place to collapse because – there are so many uh, medical staff in attendance, so still prayers up, but just a little context to why they might have had to have uh, administered CPR. That is terrifying, and I truly hope he's okay. It's it's so pretty sickening to see Josh Allen in tears. How could you go on with the game after something like that? But obviously, it's not for us to discuss. Uh, again, if you're not following us, be sure to follow our producer, Scott, on Twitter at Scout Kennedy. If you guys want some merch, you know what it is, where it is, huddleuppod.com and get your merch on. And also, if you haven't, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave your football priest a five-star review for a chance to win some of that merch each and every month. But if anything, guys, please subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you. Absolutely. Much love and respect to uh, these great Super Chat superstars tonight throwing down. And reminder, F.A., reach out to us so we can get you your jersey. You are the winner for December. And then everyone in the top five also, we want to get you a little thank you um, for your support. But a shout-out to these great supporters. Sam Bam, Rob, Deanna, Lady D, a.k.a. Garth, Taylor, Patriot Text, Dave from Georgia. Garth, uh, again, Dave Glassman, Dave McElrath, or is it McIlrath? I'm not sure. Adam Kern, Big Kevin Peterson. And if you're on Facebook, you're throwing down Randy, Phil, I can't look it up right now, but much love and respect. We appreciate each and every one of you. And we see Michael Ronquillo in the chat tonight. Good to see you, brother. Another Mount Rushmore member of our community, guys. But have a good night. We'll see you on Thursday. And we're going to unveil the official MHH Mount Rushmore for 2022. You don't want to – we have for 2022. You don't want to miss that.
Right, have a great start to your week, guys. Take care, and as always, go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos.